the 15-Minute Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter who is one happy Cowboy fan today. (laughs) Interesting week two, Anthony, but before we get started and, and go over some of the highlights of the week, talk about some different players that may or may not be on your fantasy team, and then, of course, finish with our uh, waiver wire pickup suggestions for the week. Just want to take a second to plug in. uh, We are at FCK Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If you haven't yet subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or YouTube, go ahead and do so just so you can know as soon as one of these episodes is released so that you can have that information at hand for you as you go to make your waiver wire ad drops going into the following weeks. Lastly, uh, www.fckpodcast.com. Week two, Anthony, uh, you know, some things stayed consistent. I'll give you an example. I thought, once again, Josh Allen, Cam Newton, phenomenal. Uh, and then some things didn't exactly stay consistent. The Colts looked pretty for real uh, in week mm-hmm. two after some not so good maneuvering in week one against the lowly Jaguars. What, what were some of your initial observations for week two? Well, Paul, let's start at the top, right, with the Thursday night game from this week. How about Joe Burrow? Yeah, you know – his fundamentals have been there since LSU, you know, that, that final season. He looked really good. He, what did he throw the ball, 61 times or something like Six, that? Over 60 attempts, 316 yards, three touchdowns, and with those 60-plus attempts, he still completed 60% of his passes. I got to watch a lot of that game, and let me tell you something, Paul. This kid is legit. This kid is making pro throws. You know, I know he's got some receivers. He's he's still got A.J. Green. He's got Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon, I just feel bad for because their offensive line is trash. But if you would have swapped quarterbacks in that game and gave Burrow the Browns and gave Buster the Bungles, I mean, it would have been a 30-point blowout because Burrow was just that good. Paul, in the first half of that game, he completed passes to eight different receivers. This is a guy playing his sixth quarter of professional football. That's something veterans don't do. He is going to be, by the end of this season, a top 10 caliber quarterback, and by the end of next year, I think he's going to be top five. I'm a big, big Burrow believer now. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is the poster child for the modern quarterback, a guy who can, who's got good legs, good footwork, can make some plays out in space. And most importantly, he doesn't really make bad mistakes, which is what most rookie quarterbacks do. You kind of expect him to throw a few picks and, and make some really bad decisions. He doesn't do that. So my observation this week – I kind of had it last week, but I wasn't so certain. Tom Brady's done. Let me be be the first to say this publicly. He's done, Anthony. 
Out of his 23 completions, 12 were to running backs. And looking at a little bit of the film, it's not because his receivers weren't open. Justin Watson was open a few times. Scotty Miller was open a few times. O.J. Howard was open a few times. He went to relying on Mike Evans, which is kind of what Johnny Manziel did in college because, again, I say it every week, Mike Evans has the best ball skills, top two or three, in the NFL. And Mike Evans caught seven of the 11 passes not thrown to a running back. And Mike Evans made him look good. You know, again, what we saw from Brady for 20-plus years was scientific, read the defense, find the open guys. That's not what Brady was doing. He was checking down. He was a little gun-shy, going, going, going across the middle to the short and intermediate stuff. And he was kind of throwing it up down the sideline to Mike Evans, who made some phenomenal plays. I think he's done. I, I think he's done. Wow, that is a, that's a hot take. Um, I hope you're wrong, but I know and trust you well enough to know what you're looking at when you look at film. Uh, you know, I, I feel like we got to give him another couple of weeks, but, you know, maybe we'll be coming back week four, week five, week six, saying, yeah, Paul, you called it first. It could be over for the GOAT. The only person on that field that looks worse than Tom Brady is Rob Gronkowski. And, and I got to give you credit. I actually laughed at you on the podcast when we did our tight end episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked you off the cuff what tight end you think is getting overlooked. And you said O.J. Howard. Yeah. You know, and and I, I always say, right, all the talent in the world, but just never refined, doesn't spend enough time in his playbook, doesn't spend enough time really working on his craft. But sorry, he's the number one tight end right now. Gronkowski's barely doing anything he had one target yesterday just real quick to to all the listeners if if you did draft Gronk and you wanted to take that shot but you're looking for a tight end on the waiver wire right now there are some really good ones to pick up right John right. Smith had a really good week this week uh Mike Jasicki had a good week this week and people have been touting him for a while Hayden Hurst we've been touting for a long time Tyler Higby they're probably yeah. not on the waiver wire though uh, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. There's some good – I would even go back all the way back to Chris Herndon, who really is a number one option now that Denzel Mims and uh, Crowder and Perriman are going to be out uh, probably next week. So th- there's a lot of safety blankets that you can come up with at tight end there. You know, another thing I'd, I'd like to get into, and I'm not exactly going to admit I'm wrong yet, but Gardner Memeshoe may not be complete trash. Oh, come on. Well, like, he's just one of those guys that it's ugly, but he's somehow doing it. Dude, he had a pretty decent day yesterday. He had three touchdowns. Yes, he had two of them in garbage time. But listen, through two games, he's averaging 256 yards, three scores, and a pick a game. And next week, he gets Miami. And they're all banged up. I'm not saying pick him up and start him. But if you're in a two-quarterback league, I think he's worth an ad now. And if you're in a two-quarterback league and you're, 
you know, up the creek without a paddle, I could even foresee you maybe even starting him as your second quarterback. No more than that. Look, look, I can't deny the fantasy production he's put up the last couple of weeks. If you played him, you started him, you're on the, the mustache hype train. Look, congratulations. That's great. But, <laughs> Anthony, I always say that talent prevails. Absolutely. Right? They're going to figure him out. He's going to come back down to earth. I have no doubt about it. But, again, if you started him, if you need a filler in a 2QB league, go for it. But, but Miami's a good beware. Yeah, but Miami's a good matchup next year. Beyond that, I don't know. But for one week, I wouldn't call, you know, laugh in your face to say Gardner Memeshoe is going to play for me. Fair enough. I'll give you the biggest disappointment of a team this weekend. And I'll interest, be interested to hear how you react to this. I think the Vikings might suck. Oh, buddy, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Because this is going to be answer rant of the week. Go ahead. Go for it. Well, I can't tell you how disappointed I am in the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are trash in every sense of the word. They lost to the team that lost to Jacksonville. I know you say they have the personnel, but, you know, Rivers, he didn't beat them down the field yesterday. It was a lot of dinking and dunking. How do you get – Paul, how do you get away from Dalvin Cook? You feed Dalvin Cook early. It's working. You're getting yards. You're not even down by a lot for most of the game. But after, like, the first half of that first quarter, they seemed to forget Dalvin Cook was on the team. How do you – and another thing, the defense is supposed to be so vaunted. They traded for the defensive end from Jacksonville. I'm hearing, oh, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so good. They let the Colts pick them apart. Yeah, look, they are lost without Kevin Stefanski. They're lost oh. without him. Oh, it was, it was horrible. But, but even their defense was garbage. I drafted their defense, and I was like, oh, man, this could be a great sleeper defense. They're garbage, too. I'm dropping them this week. I'm going back to streaming. I didn't think I'd have to do it. They're terrible. First week, again, the benefit of the doubt. Aaron Rodgers had a lot to prove. They made Phillip Rivers look like young Phillip Rivers. I mean, even Paris Campbell was out of the game. And they still couldn't stop the Colts. It makes no sense to me. Mike Zimmer's got to go. And, and, and Kirk Cousins, he is no more than a game manager. I don't ever want to hear anything about primetime Kirk. You know what you are, Kirk Cousins? You're Kurt Cousins with a T. You're a jabroni game manager. That's who you are. Nothing more. Okay, so I've got a few observations from the shootout to end all shootouts in Dallas yesterday. Um, First, let me start with the Falcons. Calvin Ridley is for real. I said this during my rankings that this would be the year that Ridley goes from being a number two to a number one A. It's It's clearly happening. He had another monster game. He had two touchdowns within the first five minutes of the game. He had 100 yards 
he's had two two monster games in a row. I really, really like him. By the end of the year, he's the clear 1A to Julio Jones' is one. Next year, I think it's going to flip-flop. I think Ridley will be the guy getting most of the targets. And more importantly, uh, in the short term, Julio looked like he tweaked his hammy a bit during the game. You know, that could limit him. So Ridley, I think, is probably going to get more targets in the short term. Maybe not the long term for this year, but if you got Ridley, get him in your lineup. Get him in your lineup and keep him there for a while. Yeah, I mean, what we really saw uh, just from a fantasy perspective is that Julio was clearly hurt early. Uh, Ridley stepped up into the one slot. I am by no means ready to anoint Ridley as a uh, as a 1B to uh, Julio's 1A because once Julio is fully healthy, it'll be fine. But what we saw was Julio became a decoy, right? And then that opened Ridley up. Russell Gage, uh, again, worth a pickup on the waiver wire. And we finally got to see my boy Hayden Hurst uh, in some oh. space and, and getting some looks. And oh. when he is in He'll space, dude, yeah. Uh, when he is in space, he is one of the fastest tight ends in the league. Yeah, if he, I don't know if he's available, but he's definitely worth an ad if if you see him in in your league. I mean, he was absolutely massacring the Cowboys in coverage. Jalen Smith could not handle covering him in the least bit. Another thing. This part I am going to give away about tight ends. If you're all looking for a tight end, he's available in just about every single league. I, uh, dude, he's available in 99.1% of leagues right now. That's Dalton Schultz. He's not going to have a game like he had yesterday because it's, I don't expect them to get in shootouts like that. But I think he's going to be good for four to six catches a week. Maybe he weasels his way into a score. If you're in a bad tight end situation – He's definitely worth an ad, maybe even a start given the situation. Good bye week fill-in. Get him if you, if you need depth or you need a new starter badly. Just to round up a few other headlines, uh, Dwayne Haskins continues to look okay. Antonio Gibson looks like he's got the job there. Josh Allen, I mentioned it before, but more, than, more so than any other quarterback, it's worth saying this, these are not flukes. He has made the biggest improvement year over year. Denver's a mess. We've got Cortland Sutton out for the year now with a, te- with a torn ACL. <sighs> Jeff Driscoll doesn't excite me. <sighs> I would stay away from that. And it's going to hurt Melvin Gordon in the process. Mm. Big Ben, very efficient, looks like himself. James Conner, after everybody was saying that, hey, Benny Snell and Conner are going to Share carries, you know, now all of a sudden you have Connor as, as the bell cow back, which, which Tomlin always says he's likes to like to do. Rounding out the headlines, you have an interesting situation in the Rams backfield now. Uh, just monitor that throughout the week if you're an owner of Malcolm Brown or Cam Akers uh, or potentially Daryl Henderson, who might be worth an ad. Carson Wentz, I, I told you, I think he's – I'm a lot higher on him than you are. He's really talented. I love he it. Looked, he looked mediocre. I we finally it. got to see a bit of Miles Sanders, uh, 20 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. All right, Anthony, here's the big part of the episode. We are going to go through our top five recommended waiver ads of the week. The way we do this is we first give away five, four, three, and two each and then we will say our top one so Anthony why don't you go first hit him with your five four three two recommended waiver ads going into week three 
Okay. Uh, number five, I've got Dalton Schultz. Number four, I've got Janu Smith. And then instead of having a three, I've just got a two and a two A, and that's Mike Davis and Frank Gore. Davis, obviously, he's going to get the touches for the next few weeks because Christian McCaffrey is out. Frank Gore also going to get the touches. I was, I was surprised, Paul. He got 21 touches. I know you're not a giant Frank Gore fan, but if you give me 21 touches a week, I will roster you. <laughs> not unfair. Not unfair. Uh, let, me, let me run through mine for you. Uh, I've got an honorable mention uh, because I couldn't tell you who it's going to be. It's whatever Giants running back is named the starter. Just monitor the situation. You've got Deion Lewis, who was brought in as the change of pace guy. Wayne Gallman is much more of a do-all back. Uh, I actually think everybody's talking about Deion Lewis, I actually, who, who actually got most of the touches after Saquon went out. I actually think we're going to see more Wayne Gallman this week. But mo- the other reason I say monitor it is I think that there is a good chance that they end up signing Devontae Freeman in the next 24 hours. We will see. So that was my honorable mention. But just running through it quick, number five, I got Corey Davis. My number four is uh, McKinnon. My number three is Josh Kelly. And number two, uh, Miles Gaskin, who is the lead dog now in Miami. Uh, I think Brita does too similar of stuff to him uh, where Gaskin's going to continue to warrant more and more. Gaskin looks really good catching the ball out of the backfield, and Jordan Howard just looks slow. Yeah, I, I like your takes. Um, I'm really hoping Mostert is okay because he is my – number three running back. He's my flex. And, um, but if I have to pick up a backup, I'm definitely picking up McKinnon. I thought he was having a better camp and I think he's got more elusiveness and he can catch the rock. So um, I, I, let me go into my number one. Now uh, it's funny. You, you mentioned the giant situation is your honorable mention. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and make my number one Devonte Freeman because the Giants are going to sign Devontae Freeman if they know what's good for them. <laughs> I don't understand how he didn't sign with anybody over the offseason. Uh, I believe I said in an earlier episode, I thought that Devontae Freeman was better than Miles Sanders, which at the moment I kind of look kind of dumb saying that, but considering the week he had. But I'm just a huge Devontae Freeman fan, and he's the only Giant potential giant that I think could somewhat step into Saquon Barkley's shoes. Look, again, I think whoever whoever it ends up being, I, I like that you went out on a limb with uh, Devontae Freeman. I do so, still think he's got something left. My number one, you mentioned, I think you said he was your number three, but he's my number one because if I'm going to the waiver wire, I want to win now. And that's Mike Davis. McCaffrey played most, pretty much played the whole game while he was hurt. Uh, again, McCaffrey's going to be out four to six weeks. But even while McCaffrey was playing, Mike Davis caught six passes. You know, this is a guy we've seen now in Denver and a few other places who whenever he's, whenever he's filled in and had a shot, he's been really productive. I would have no issue saying – Pick up Mike Davis and start him next week. 
I, I think you're going to get a good return on your investment. We know Teddy Bridgewater likes to dump the ball off. So even if Mike Davis doesn't score a touchdown, even if he only gets 12 carries, I think he's a lock for 10 to 15 points. And if he scores a touchdown, he'll get even more. I'm starting him this week. Yeah, he's absolutely 100% worth the start. I really like that idea. And again, we're hearing at the moment, I believe, four to six weeks on McCaffrey. Add him now, use him for the time being, and then cross that bridge when you get to it. Then, you know, when he comes back, you uh, you dump him. Or, you know, maybe you hold him for a couple of weeks, and as the Christian McCaffrey owners panic, you maybe try and offer him and try and get something for him. Well, that's our top five waiver ads for the week. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Once again, if you haven't hit subscribe yet on either Apple Podcasts or YouTube, go ahead and do so so you can be notified every time we release one of these waiver wire episodes. We know it takes a lot of research sometimes to find the right guys to pick up on a week-to-week basis. We're trying to make it really easy for you in 15 to 20 minutes so you know who you can go ahead and look at and you can skip all the research if you don't have a lot of time at FCK Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and www.fckpodcast.com is our website. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, everyone.